Do Good Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. Welcome to the Do Good Charlotte podcast on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. I'm Pamela Escobar. In each Do Good Charlotte podcast, you will find out who's helping, who could use a helping hand, and just how you can spread around your own good. In this episode of Do Good Charlotte, we're going to meet the executive vice president at the Foundation for the Carolinas and the founder of Shakti Wellness and Yoga. The Foundation for the Carolinas inspires philanthropy and empowers individuals to create a better community. We'll be discussing the Access to Capital Small Business Recovery Grants. And we'll inspire you to do good, Charlotte, by giving your information, by giving you information about how to apply for one of these grants that is being offered by the Foundation and the City of Charlotte. Laura Smith and Asha Sims, welcome to Do Good Charlotte. Now for the audience listening, I want to let you know that we are not together in the same studio. We are each in our own space due to COVID-19. So Asha, we're going to start with you. Um, how has your business um, been affected by COVID-19? Wow. Well, in so many different ways, um, with the services that I provided, the Shakti Wellness and Yoga, I provide therapy services, holistic um, wellness services, including different modalities from energy work, um, detox services, as well as yoga. So interestingly enough, right when the stay-at-home order um, was put in place, I had just signed a lease on a new office space for larger space. And I went into panic because I was like, oh my God, I cannot see clients face-to-face, no more yoga classes face-to-face. Um, and so that concern of how am I going to maintain, luckily from the counseling side, a lot of services went to the telecounseling. Um, but here I was with this double size office space. I had just moved out of the first office space and signed the lease when all this took place. So for me, um, having to operate my services, um, virtually but then having this beautiful large space almost kind of empty because it was space to have classes and workshops as well as a larger space for student, um, yoga classes and other classes and that overhead concern. So luckily the people I leased my space from those first two months kind of, they didn't worry about me having to pay the rent. But by the time June, in the, in the May, they were like, okay, what are you going to do? And I knew I had signed a contract. I couldn't just have them waiting. Um, I went ahead and moved into my office. I went out on faith and say, this is going to work somehow. I've signed this con- contract. And I want to say maybe two weeks after that is when I found out about the grant and applied. So for me, that whole shift from not having the face-to-face with the yoga, um, and this overhead was what impacted me the most. Having now this brick and mortar where everything is now going to telecounseling or, or telehealth or virtual at this point in time. So, Laura, I would think that um, Asha is similar to other business owners, right? You guys are seeing that other, the need for this, not, I mean, nonprofits and, I mean, everybody has been affected by COVID 19. 
So how have you guys been selecting people or finding the people who need this assistance? Well, we have, um, we're in a partnership with the city of Charlotte to administer this program. So these are federal care act dollars that were given to the city of Charlotte to help small businesses. So this is the exact type of business that we're reaching out and trying to help. And we are doing that um, in multiple ways. We have um, done 20 webinars at this point that have had over 10,000 businesses that have participated in those webinars. We're reaching out on billboards and advertisements within publications. Um, we are on radio. We're going to be doing canvassing. So actually having individuals that will be starting this week that will be walking business corridors, handing out flyers. So we are trying to find businesses that have 25 or fewer employees um, that have not already received assistance assistance from um, the federal government and trying to make these funds accessible to them. I'm guessing people are not just worried about rental space, right, Laura? I mean, there's other things that they could use this money for. Yeah, the money is there. Rental is, is our leasing a space, obviously, but if you want to, um, for payroll, for benefits, um, for if you're a restaurateur, for instance, and you're opening your restaurant back up and you need to buy food to, to restock your fridges. So inventory items um, are also um, available for participation in the funding. So, Asha, you <clears throat> talked about this this transition and how um, different it was. And it sounded like you're right. If it, <laughs> it was a, it was bad timing mm -hmm. um, as far as signing that that lease. How have you been able to, are you still able to pay all your employees? Have you been, um, have you still been able to successfully make the transition to virtual and still make enough money or, or, or mm -hmm. without this grant, would it have been helpless? Um, I would have put it if without this grant, I don't know how long the business would have been able to maintain one thing I, and having the overhead, one thing from the counseling aspect of things that's been stable because of the virtual aspect. Um, I kind of released the aspect of, I can't have anybody in my building or I can't have too many people to have this type of activity. And so the grant assisted me in um, investing, to, investing in a, a virtual platform to provide my yoga classes. So with the instructors that I had currently teaching with me at my location, we're just shifting everything over to the virtual. So even though we physically can't be in the classroom with a large amount of people, I've seen, for me, having a virtual and the money to help expand, I kind of have both now since we've opened back up. It may be small classes of six or seven that's in there, but I can still do a virtual workshop at the same time to reach all of those and elsewhere. So it's been a blessing to go virtual because now I realize I can expand more than just the physical presence of people here in the city of Charlotte. So I've gained clientele and I've done some workshops with people in South Africa. So it's now, cause I do a lot with trauma yoga. So I'm able to reach other populations further just than the city of Charlotte's benefiting, but it's just a larger reach. So it's, actually helping me to expand even more at this point in time. So that's where a lot of that to help maintain overhead for myself, my other clinicians and the wellness practitioners. And we're small. It's only like three or four of us. 
but to be able to go virtually, to be able to stay in business and not be strained about, you know, as a clinician, I don't want to feel like, oh, I have to see 20 clients a week in order to maintain this. And I'm, I'm just draining myself in order to make ends meet. Now I can still do the healing work and the ther therapeutic work that I offer, but I can be in a place of peace. That's why I was saying earlier as a yoga teacher, if I'm not patient and I'm wigging out, then that's not good as a clinician and a yoga teacher. So it's helping me to stay calm in order to be more present to help those that are even having more significant impacts of this. And I, that's why I say I am just so grateful um, for the foundation and providing this because my work I do is not just about me. It's so many people that are home and dealing with personal issues and issues they didn't even know that they had until they had to sit home and be still. So to yeah. still be able to impact others and I'm in the same place because doing this type of work, I can't be worrying about how I'm living and be present for others. So I'm just thankful. I, that's why I was, when I when I moved in and everybody's saying, you're moving in. And I'm like, I'm going off faith. And as soon as I surrendered to trying to figure out how it, the blessing just appeared. So I'm just in a state of gratitude to continue to be able to give that gratitude to others. And so that that's how it's taught me a lot of lessons, more patience, if anything mm -hmm. else. Um, that I've learned from it. And that's what I plan to share with my clients. Don't give up. You know, we keep it moving and the opportunities are there. And it appeared. That's all I can say. It was the inbox in my Facebook messenger. Somebody said, hey, apply for this. And I did. I didn't hesitate. I think I think that was what's so what is so great is that uh, you said multiple friends told you about this, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yes, it, it came in two different directions. So I was like, well, I cannot, because I was even getting frustrated filling out the the paycheck protection plan and all of that. I'm doing it. I haven't heard anything. I'm like, well, maybe let me just focus on me and what I have to do and all those technicalities. And so this was just how, the process I'm thankful for, the foundation. However, it, that was an easy and smooth process. And I was very confident when I, I sent it in. I said, okay, this is what's supposed to be. This is what would be. And here we are now. Well, I love that you're saying that you've, th there's been positives from all this. I think a lot of us, yes. some, you know, at the beginning are in shock and then trying to figure out how to adjust. Laura, do you, do you find that the other people who are applying for this are also um, experiencing that as well? Yes, I think that, uh, you know, the focus of this program, at least initially, is on those businesses that have not um, already had a chance to receive funding. Um, and so to some extent, it tends to be some of our smallest um, businesses in Charlotte. And we have 10,500 business, small businesses in Charlotte with 25 or less employees. So these are folks that at this point haven't had a chance to access other funding sources. So we've been able to provide some funding at a time when folks seem to be kind of getting to the end of their rope in terms of being able to hang on. And so hopefully this money is coming at the right time to really help stabilize our small business community. Yeah. And, and, and hopefully save businesses that were in danger of possibly going out of business. Absolutely. 
um, I, I love how Asha talked about how easy it was. Um, mm-hmm. Now, she's lucky. She was one of the first people to apply. And I know that there's going to be limits to how much you guys can give. But um, is is the application process easy, Laura? We've worked really hard in partnership with the city um, to make this a very easy um, grant process. It should take about 30 minutes uh, for someone to fill out the application and to load the three to four documents that they'll need to, for us to verify that they're an ongoing business, um, that they are, you know, have less than 25 employees, that, um, you know, they're required to have a revenue between 30000 and, and $2 million. So, again, it's about 30 minutes. It's a very easy process. Um, the one thing that I will tell people is just to read closely um, where we are seeing errors. It's just, it's often... Someone will, for instance, they'll send us their lease, but it's not a signed lease, and we need verification that the lease is signed. Or they'll send us the W-9, but they didn't stop to fill out the W-9. So it is a relatively easy piece, but I would just ask um, folks as they're looking at the application to read closely and just make sure before you hit the submit button that it, it looks like it's all wrapped up. So this is Pamela Escobar. You're listening to Do Good Charlotte. After the break, you'll hear about how you can apply for this program online and share that information with small business owners in your life. How many servings of fruits and vegetables should you be eating? This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by OrthoCarolina. The magic number is five. Three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruits have been connected to lower risk of certain cancers, stroke, and heart disease. Fruits and vegetables are a great source of essential vitamins and minerals in addition to plenty of fiber to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of colon cancer. And they're high in vitamin C and potassium. If five servings seems like a lot, consider starting your daily vegetables with your first meal of the day. Snack on fruits and vegetables instead of whatever your current go-to snacks are. Use vegetables as the main ingredients in other dishes like baked goods and chili and whenever you can get fresh vegetables especially in the summer when they are in season this has been your 60 second wellness tip powered by ortho carolina official team physicians of the carolina panthers and proud sponsor of the queen city podcast network for more tips or to make an appointment visit orthocarolina.com There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We're back. Laura, can you give the audience the web address and the phone number about how they can get more information and apply? Absolutely. So if you are looking for the application, you can find that at www.fftc.org forward slash CLT city grant. Um, and our telephone number, if you need any kind of support, is 704-998-6499. So if you're having any questions about whether you're eligible, 
feel free to call that that um, customer line. If you've got questions once you've started the application process, feel free to do that as well. And then one of the things I want to share with you is we are going to be having nine sites um, across the city, YMCA sites, that will be available starting the week of uh, July 20th. And you can actually go into those centers and they can help you enter your application for you. They can answer questions or they can, um, if you're having trouble uploading your documents, they can scan those documents for you. So we'll actually have in-person sites where we'll be social distancing and wearing our PPE, but we'll be providing um, direct support for uh, recipients as well. And the other thing that I'm seeing here too, Laura, is that um, the first the first phase of the awards were already distributed and that the second phase of awards will be issued the week of August 30th and that there is a deadline for this. I mean, it's not open all summer. So what is that deadline? So we're wrapping up by July um, uh, uh, 31st if you're getting that application um, you know, into us. Um, and we will, we've actually, we've done two rounds of grants at this point, and we're going to be adding another one the, uh, the week of July 27th. Um, and then we'll have our final grants that will, will go out August 3rd. Oh, that's great to hear. So people don't have to wait till August 3rd if they apply sooner rather than later. Yeah, we, we are, um, you know, reviewing applications as they come in. And so again, Barty um, sent out 195 uh, grant checks at this point and, um, you know, hoping to send out lots more. And Asha, I mean, mm -hmm. tell for people listening, when you, I mean, you said it took about a half hour, you did it in the middle of the night, filled out the mm -hmm. application and were thrilled to be accepted. But what was that like when you found out that you got accepted? And then was it even better when you got the when you got the check? Well, it was the whole process. It was so funny because when I got the email about it, it was saying I was a grant recipient. But then I was like, okay, I am. Well, how much? Well, when? And I was really thinking, like, when? What? Which one? What? Because I filled out all these other applications, and so it was funny because I was at the light. I remember at the light, and I was talking to my sister on the phone, and I was like, I think I got a grant, and she couldn't hear me. And then I said it again. I was yelling in the car. I think I got a grant. And she was like, what? And so I'm yelling. It was so funny because when I looked over to the car next to me, it was a man. And he was like, congratulations on your grant. Because I didn't realize I was yelling that loud. But so <laughs> it was an amazing thing. I was like, I think I got a grant. It took a minute for her to hear it. But he heard it. I'm pretty sure everybody in the car next to me heard it. So it was a very joyous thing. And like I said, the whole lessons of patience. You know, we've been talking about patience and that was part of my lessons of patience. And so I've just been, and for a minute, it kind of was shocked. I, I just now, I'm just now like telling my dad today, I said, dad, did I tell you I got a grant? He was like, no, why are you not just telling me? But um, it was surreal. So I'm just excited. I'm just, I'm just glad I listened to that nudge to say, go ahead and, and get it done. Don't put it off. And um, I did it. And and hopefully this is nudging other people to do to the, do the same. Because often when you hear about these things, you're like, oh, everybody's trying to do so many people. I mean, that's why I say it's really a blessing because so many people are needing some type of support. So you hear about it, but it's just numbers. And, and so the fact of actually being a recipient, I hope it is motivation for others to think that 
you know, is not worth the chance, you know, to go ahead and apply. If anything else, like I said, after doing so many applications, you know, it shouldn't be an issue and be stressful anymore because the whole process from doing these other applications, like I said, this one was a very peaceful process. And, you know, I just encourage, don't let that uh, be the fear of deterrent from people applying. You know, sometimes small business owners is that whole, what I'll have to do with information. How do I show this if I'm a sole proprietor and this income? And you really think that nobody really cares. You're not making the big money like some of the big businesses. But right now, I think some of the smaller businesses are going to be the one that's really going to help the community to thrive. You see these larger franchises and businesses are closing. So we kind of have to go back, especially in our city, and support the, the smaller businesses. So I think I know what I'm doing is needed, and I know so many other everybody's business out there is needed. So the aspect of having capital to continue is kind of like to me a rotation of cycle of going back to that whole community feeling. I've been in Charlotte since '89, so it's, it's beautiful seeing it grow. But I always say Charlotte was kind of like the country city, but it's going back to that community support and and knowing the businesses and knowing the small businesses and and not the corporation aspect of things and so i think that's what it's helping to promote and again just so thankful yeah no and i love that it's a grant and not a loan yes exactly (laughs) because that's stress in itself you get this you get this large amount of this loan but you still know it's something you're gonna have to pay back so it's still that stress is still over it's a, a a blessing but you got to pay it back. <laughs> but this you don't. Right. Exactly. That is why I'm doing even more of the happy dance. <laughs> I'm sorry we can't see the happy dance. But even, right. if were, even if we were together, the podcast doesn't allow for video. So, Oh, but, no. Um, <laughs> we, we have to do it in our own home, a happy dance. <laughs> Laura, um, hopefully more people will be doing happy dances soon um, and that they've, they're they listening to this. Is there any other information or advice about applying that you want to share with us that we, uh, we just want to reiterate to the listeners? Well, I really want to encourage businesses to, to apply. We've got $30 million that we can give away. So um, and we've given away a little over $2 million at this point. So there are a lot of dollars out there for small businesses. Um, they are the heartbeat of our city. Um, it is important that we keep them thriving um, because of the number of employees um, that they um, employ here in Charlotte. Um, and so I would encourage people to go ahead and get your application in. If you're having any problems at all, please call us. Um, we've got these help centers that are going to be open, that, you know, your wise, your Dowd Y, your Harris Y, the Johnson Y. Come out to these Ys and let us help you with that um, application. Um, and so I would just encourage folks to um, go ahead and get their application in so that we can get a check. And the city was very intentional in terms of making the decision that they did not want these dollars to be a loan, that they wanted them to be grants. And they did that because they want our small businesses um, to have the opportunity to not worry at this time when they're worried about lots of other things. Um, to not be worried about having to repay these dollars. Yeah. So hopefully people who are listening, even if you don't have a small business, you have a small business owner in your life, or maybe you frequent 
a small business on a regular basis because you love the food there, or maybe it's your yoga instructor or your hairdresser or whoever it is that you're interacting with in Charlotte, um, you want to make sure that they're aware of this program if they haven't heard about it yet, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and, um, any, any employer, 25 or less employees is eligible. If you've got five or less employees, you will receive $10,000. If you've got 25 or less, uh, six to 25 employees, you'll receive $25,000. Yeah. And that, that can be a huge help and be that, mm -hmm. that little boost that you need, like Asha was saying, right? She yes. made it possible for her to switch over to virtual, right? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Well, I want to thank you both so much for taking the time today to speak with me. Do you know someone else like Laura or Asha who is doing good in our community? Let me know. Tell me about someone or a nonprofit organization that should be heard on Do Good Charlotte. Reach out to me, Pamela Escobar, on social media. I'm Reporter Pam on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or go to the Queen City Podcast Network page and fill out the contact form for Do Good Charlotte. There's good all around us. Let's hear about it. I'm Pamela Escobar. Thanks for listening to Do Good Charlotte on the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Thank you.